Hey everybody, welcome back to Quick Snaps, comedy, football, talk. We've had quite an adventure. Yeah, this has been fun. <laughs> it has been fun. The credentials thing worked out, thanks to my publicist. There's a sentence I've never said before. Big time, yeah. the stacky's gone, Hollywood. <laughs> so big thanks to Ivan. Uh, we've been racing around. Uh, I've been talking to stations left and right. I've been calling my regular guys. We did a media night. We uh, we're going to a party tonight. Yeah, the media party, which is generally big to do, and we just got back from the beach, where we threw a frisbee. Somehow we squeezed in a very tiny amount of regular beach life. It was nice. Yeah, got a lot of content, and we're still sorting out how to edit and how to put it all together. And when I say we, I mean you. Yes, <laughs> we all know where that burden falls. <laughs> so we have a couple of interviews that we got today on uh, Radio Row, and they're very interesting. They both actually surprised me how good they were, personally. Yeah, we talked to Ross Tucker. He's a personality on radio, television. He's been on, uh, I mean, SNY, Sirius XM, and he's got a lot of things going on. He does. He's a fun guy <laughs> to talk to, former offensive lineman as well. I should note that. Uh-huh. So we talked to him about a lot of minutia. Yeah, he was he was friendly and cool. And uh, and our other guest, we got to ask the hard questions about gambling and setting lines, and that was cool. That was cool to knock that around with an expert in the field. I gotta say, like just being in uh, Radio Row and checking out the circus that's media night, it's been quite an experience. So to hearing it from you is one thing, but to kind of see it for myself right it's a whole nother animal so. it's great it's yeah. exhausting and it's uh sometimes challenging and it's some stuff that i don't love but the rest of the time it's just like football nerd heaven it's so cool to just yeah. knock around and get on radio stations and see all these characters that you kind of know and love from tv and football and it's fun man i love it so we'll bring you some of the madness of media night. We talked to a bunch of players and some crazy characters and fans. So we'll bring you that right. in uh, future episodes. Also some bonus content for the patreon.com slash quick snaps. If you become a contributor, there's bonus episodes up there. But right now, let's enjoy some Ross Tucker and the Philly Godfather. <laughs> nice. Previously on Quick Snaps. Let's do some JPP jokes. He said there's nothing he can't do. Really? What about sign language? What about jazz hands? <laughs> nanu Nanu? The peace sign. Rock, paper, scissors? There's nothing you can't do. Can you draw a turkey? Can you buy gloves off the rack? Finger gun? The shocker? Itsy Bitsy Spider song? Here's the church. Here's the steeple. What the hell's going on out here? It's Quick Snaps. You want to crown them? Then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. With Kostaki Economopolis. I got some jokes, you know how we do. And Aaron Hodges. Do you know I tried out as a place kicker for the Hartford Colonials? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Playoffs? We're going to see how it feels. Can't wait. And it's Quick Snaps from Radio Row. Kostaki has been out here making the rounds on the radio. Yes. How's that been going so far? It's great. Oh, yeah. I love it, man. This is one of my favorite things. Go from city to city to city and do football jokes and knock around. It's <laughs> great. And now we're sitting down. Now we're on the, the other side of the desk. To talk to Ross Tucker. All right. Football analyst, former offensive lineman. You kind of bounced around the league a little bit. And, Five uh, teams, seven years. Yes. The ultimate temp job in your 20s. Yeah. <laughs> My dad's 5'9", a buck 70. No chance in heck 
I guess I could say hell. I'm on a You can say whatever you, you say, want, yeah. No chance in hell I thought that I'd be an NFL offensive lineman. I can tell you that much right now. Or really? Six five, and when I got married to my wife, 337. Heaviest day of my life was my wedding day because I had a back surgery for the Bills three weeks earlier. 337. That's, That's a big heavy. number, dude. So what are you through, now to give us some comparison? Uh, well, after last night, like <laughs> 253, hey, okay. 254, something like that. That's so, a big, that's a yeah, big it's swing. A, it's a lot less, but... <laughs> But yeah, um, you wouldn't be pegged as an offensive lineman nowadays. Walking around, no, and be like that guy. I mean, I'm the height and weight of a tight end, but those guys are usually so chiseled, bro. Yeah, they got the V's, and like I always say, this this is a good topic. (laughs) I should say this for my own show, but I won't. Quick snaps exclusive. Yeah, Ross Tucker football podcast. Yes, tell us about the podcast a little bit. It's daily, so if you like a former offensive lineman, really, I think it's the only. I think I'm the only former NFL player that does a daily NFL podcast. Okay. Lost Tucker football podcast. But then I have a betting one called the Even Money podcast, and I have a fantasy one called the Fantasy Feast podcast. It's a so, lot of podcasts. Yeah, so you can listen to those as well. But the point I was going to make, what if you could play any position in the NFL based solely on how those guys look physically, Right. what would it be? Oh, wow. There's only a few available to me. No, 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 no. Yeah. You can be any body type you want. Oh, okay. Like, so don't say DB because you're not a big Oh, dude. yeah. All you right. Can be any well, position I, I would have went kicker, but. Uh, <laughs> I so, want to be Mike Singletary when I was a kid. I want to really? be the brains of the defense, trying right, to figure so, out so, what's so going on. So you would want to be like six foot 225, six one two forty, something like that. I mean, that's kind of what I am. I'm not the right version of it. <laughs> yeah, I guess in my head I'd like to be like 6'3", 200 pounds. Wide receiver. Nice wide receiver height. Yeah. See, for me, it's it's tight end. It's always been yeah. tight end. Like, well, you're nailing it. 6'7", 6'6", 250 yeah. right, with a V. Gronk, pretty much Gronk. Yeah, Gronk. <laughs> Everybody right. wants to be Gronk yeah. in one way or another, right? <laughs> so five teams in seven years. Is that the norm or is that an outlier? It's more the norm than the outlier, I would say. I don't know that it's either, but what I would say is being a journeyman is much more common than being Tom Brady or Larry Fitzgerald. Right, right. But you say, of course, and you know this, but a lot of fans, what they know about the NFL is Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. There's 12 dudes, yeah. They they know like the eight (laughs) stars on each team. I got news for you. There's a lot of other dudes. Yeah. They're just trying to make money playing football. Right. And they're trying real hard to do it. Yeah. Like I did. And it's funny. It was like I wasn't good enough that teams kept me, but I was good enough that other teams kept giving me a chance. Right. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, totally. So I went from team to team. And what happened would be like the coaches at one team liked me. And so when they went somewhere else, they would bring me there. Or right. I got playing time in the preseason for the Redskins and started. So then when I got cut there, the Cowboys picked me up. A guy got hurt, so I started the last seven games, no two for the Cowboys. So when they cut me, the Bills picked me up. Started 18 games over two years for the Bills. You know, so it's like right. uh, it's one of those things in life, like anything else, it's hard to get experience. Nobody wants to give you experience unless you have experience. Right. But yeah. Thankfully, in football, dudes get injured. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you get experience that way. Right. Right. So uh, when you when you bounce from from one team to another, I don't want to focus too much on this, but when you no, go no, from dude, from one team from one team to another, sometimes you hear about how you know 
you're being asked to share information about the other team that you just came from. Yeah. So I imagine like when you jump from the Redskins to the Cowboys, the Cowboys are very interested in what's going on with the Redskins. Did you experience that where they're kind of trying to poach your knowledge from the previous team? A thousand percent. And how much um, do you participate in that? <laughs> tell them everything I know. <laughs> My loyalty is to Team Tucker. My loyalty is to the team that's actually paying me yep. at the time. Right. It's funny. Um, <laughs> you know, I was 23 years old. Got cut by the Redskins, Steve Spurrier. And I got claimed on waivers by the Cowboys. Because the Redskins wanted to put me down on practice squad. But thankfully, I got claimed by the Cowboys. So I go to Redskins Park to get all my stuff. Flying to Dallas that night. And I'm a Cowboy. <laughs> and Spurrier sees me. And he says, Redskins, huh? <laughs> I said, yeah. He said... Don't be going telling them all my secrets. Uh, and I was like, okay. I'm thinking to myself, first of all, your secrets suck. <laughs> okay, you're the worst coach I ever had. Secondly, I got, refreshing I, to hear. I got news for you. As soon as I land, I'm telling them about your shitty pass protection Ooh. and how you only have two and you have no hot routes, no sight adjusts. You try to audible to a better play each time. You're pathetic, dude. And I'm going to tell them how pathetic you are. So I went there. And I literally told them, I sat down with Mike Zimmer, who's a D coordinator, oh, wow. and Jim Jeffcoat, who's the D line coach. And I was like, all right, a deuce is a double team garden tackle. To the back of the <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. This is this, this right. is that. I said, they can't handle four week if you bring it this way. I told them everything. Oh, you literally have a meeting like right away to, to download well, all the info. That didn't happen when I went from Dallas to Buffalo. They never asked me. Wow. When I went from Buffalo to New England, that's, really maybe that's why either. Buffalo stinks for so many years. <laughs> you know what, when They're I not getting Dallas enough info. Buffalo, <laughs> when I went from Buffalo to New England, they didn't really ask me either. Now that I think about it. That's interesting. That does seem like useful information. Now, most of that stuff you can get from watching film then, right? Not the I mean, calls. it's not a secret, you some of the stuff. You can see scheme, but not the calls. Okay. And you got to watch a lot of film to know the specific vulnerabilities sometimes. You right. know what I mean? Right. That you know if you're like on the offensive line and you're there like, we don't have a good answer for this. Yeah. And then you go to the next team and you're like, they don't have a good answer for this. Now, speaking of that, how much of an advantage is the kind of thing that the Patriots have been accused of doing with the Cincinnati Bengals sideline yeah. film? Is that a useful thing? It I seems mean, marginal. you got to have like an absolute... Well, here's what I would say. If they can somehow figure out just one or two signals and what they mean. Like, I can remember my rookie year for the Redskins, and they might have gotten this legally, I don't know, but the Redskins told me to watch Mike Zimmer, who was a Cowboys D coordinator, and anytime he made a big Z, a zone blitz was coming. Oh. They gave me a yellow towel on the sideline. I was inactive. So every time I saw Zimmer do the big Z, wow. I would wave the yellow towel, and Corey Raymer, our center, knew his own blitz was coming. Oh! Now, remember, sign stealing is legal. Sure. Videoing. To help that. To, to, to be able to identify that is illegal. Right. That's what the Patriots were, I guess, convicted of the first time. Right. And it's what they were accused of in the latest They appear with the to be very guilty of that this time, too. Well, I'll let you say that. <laughs> um, to the I, casual observer, they I look pretty guilty. And I won't go out of my way to disagree with you. All right. Right. Um, okay, I like but that. I'll say, but <laughs> I'll like say that. that you'd have to then marry every signal you see 
with what the actual call was. Yeah, right. And you write down what the signal was, and you try to see is there anything that you can pick up there. Sure. But it seems to me like it's mitigated now because of the earpiece in the headset, in the helmet. You know, so there is no more. There's not really a whole lot of signaling anymore. They're not holding you know, up signs like in college. Coverage stuff, yeah, right. Right. Sometimes some coverage right. stuff. Right. It's really more personnel substitutions, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what they were trying or not to get out of it. Hmm. So we've talked about this a little bit, like just kind of like what you focus on when you're watching a game. Like for me, I tend to always watch the wide receivers or the running backs, you know what I mean? So I don't know, like, are you able to watch the, the game as a fan or are you keying in on the offensive linemen and, like, judging their technique? And I usually, well, it's funny because I, I almost, if I'm judging something, I'm more judging the announcers now. Right. Because I yeah. do so many games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm not often watching, like, that's my, interesting. My um, who's your my, top? Who's your top team right now? Um, of the big guys. I think Romo's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've always really liked Matt Millen. I always thought Matt Millen was excellent. I like um, I like guys that I can tell they love it. Right. You know what I mean, yeah. Right. Like, little, I want to feel yeah. that you realize how lucky you are. Yeah. To be able to be doing this. Right. And I, I want to, I want to sense that and feel that. And with Romo, you absolutely do. Yeah. With Matt Millen, you absolutely do. Schlereth, I just shook his hand. You, you yes. feel that when you watch Schlereth. Yeah. You, you, I, I want to know Spielman. Chris Spielman loves it, dude. Oh yeah, he he's great. It. Yeah. Like Spielman. Even if he wasn't on Fox doing games for TV, he'd be on his couch doing the exact same thing. <laughs> he'd be like, that linebacker needs to get more depth in his drop. That's actually very – that's a good compliment. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Like, that's, right. that's how I look at it. So those are the guys I like. So when I'm watching a game, I think about more now what I would say about that play. Yeah. Right. What, my, what I would end up saying that's your about current that profession. play. Yeah, right. Do you, yeah, prefer, do the, do you yeah. prefer the play-by-play or the color? Part well, of I'm color. Yeah, yeah, I'm a I'm I'm a color guy. Would you rather? So, is that where you're comfortable? Yeah, play yeah. by play is like you got to go Syracuse and like you got to like work <laughs> your way up from uh, Podunk, Kansas, to get there. Right. I mean, those guys. I, I like just being a former journeyman player and being able to get a gig from that. Yeah, right. but now I've kept them and I've gotten more and more gigs for 13 years because I grew up wanting to either be a player or a broadcaster. And right. I, like those are my two dreams and like. You're doing it. Both dreams have come true. Yeah, it's that's amazing. Cool. I'm man. talking with you guys. I'm at Radio Row. Another I'm, dream come true. I'm 40. <laughs> there you go. I'm 40. The top three. I haven't had a real job yet. You guys are killing it on the Quick Snap podcast. <laughs> Everybody listening, if you get a chance, in all sincerity, yeah, give us a plug. Talk Tucker to us. Football podcast. Yeah. It is daily. Uh, if you, it's only 30 minutes. You know what I mean? So just quick 30 minutes. Quick What's in going and on out. The NFL, or if you're really into sports betting, uh, I've been killing it this year with the Even Money podcast. And if you don't know what you're going to get your significant other for Valentine's Day, myfrontpagestory.com. That's why I'm making all the rounds at Radio Row, making sure everybody knows about myfrontpagestory.com. You literally talk to a writer for 10 minutes about your wife. They write the most unbelievable story about her and then send it to you. And it's like it's on the cover of the newspaper, framed. You give it to her. Like, picture this. Picture Valentine's Day being like, hey, babe. I want to do something special for you this year, something a little different. So I had a story written about you. I had a story written about you. Who gets a story written about somebody for Valentine's Day? Nobody other than you. Myfrontpagestory.com. Wow. Pretty good pitch. When they read, I love it. When they read the quote, and it's like, um, 
you know, I just don't tell her enough how much I appreciate what she does for me and the family. She'll cry, dude. Because there's something about, like, reading it in a story, like a quote <laughs> in print. It, like, makes it real. You know? Trust me. Myfrontpagestory.com. After you listen to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Right. I imagine these people that are the writers for this are doing a lot of heavy lifting uh, uh, with some of the material that they're yes. they're given. Yeah. You know some, I mean? some interviewees yeah. are better than others. Right. I bet. But Very this is a fantastic idea. Yeah, and, it's awesome. Uh, it's all, last year, I came here and promoted it. Like, 200 people got stories. They all loved them. Yeah. It's amazing. That's the, the great. Wives, they literally send us videos crying. It's awesome. That's Ross, great, Ross. Happy Thanks Valentine's so Day to you. Right, great talking with yeah, you guys. Thank you, man. Appreciate Continued it. Continued success. Yeah, same to you, brother. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks Ross. Cheers. Great meeting you guys. You too. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Quick snaps. It's like an audio version of the butt fumble. <laughs> and it's quick snaps from Radio Row. Kostaki Economopolis here. Miami, Florida. Radio Row, one of my favorite things. Yes, Aaron Hodges here. And we are joined by Steve Mount Tepes. Did I get it? Close. Actually, my real Greek name is Stelios Mount Tepes. Uh, we were going to get into that. I was going to give him shit for that. Steve is <laughs> yeah, not what his mama it's, named it's him. It's just a lot easier, Steve. brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, at Stelios Mount Tepes. Uh, I like it. I was going to guess Stefano, but uh, yeah. Stefanos. Yeah, Stavros. He's the protector of children. The saint that protected the children is Stelios. Ayos Stelianos. Nice. That's who you're named after? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for joining Quick Snaps. Better know as the Philly Godfather, phillygodfather.com. You got an interesting life story. <laughs> if you read the Philly Magazine expose, yay, it's a little crazy. He did. He was giving me the rundown. Yeah, we got, yeah. got a, a little bit of uh, the, you a lot know, of suffering, the background. A lot of partying. So now the world is opening up to the betting universe. This is good timing for you. Yeah, I mean, it's actually, I was going to retire. I've done very well for myself, bet on sports and investing in the real estate market. And, I mean, I read 8 to 10 hours a day. I read every article I can. I look at all the metrics, the efficiency numbers. I try to quantify everything. I look at all the qualitative factors surrounding the games. And after 30 years, you get a little burnt out. And I've done well. And I'm developing a big 50-unit uh, condo building in Center City, Philadelphia with 10 storefronts. Wow. I'm putting in a sports betting lounge. It's going to be a bar, but when you walk in, it looks like a sports book. Oh. And we're going to try and piggyback a license or maybe we can get our own license to actually take the action. And then this became legal. And next thing you know, I'm on Fox Business, Fox and Friends, uh, Stuart Varney, uh, ESPN. They got me all over the place. And the website really blew up. So it's another uh, revenue stream for me and my kids, you know. Right. 
it's a win-win for everybody. Good for you, man. Yeah. That's great. All right, I have a very specific question for you. Right. Now, I'm a very casual gambler and a casual football fan. Uh, it's my understanding that the Vegas numbers, for the most part, as a generalization, are the actual numbers that Vegas believes it to be. And there's sort of a pop culture conception that the number is whatever Vegas is trying to do to split the two halves, which is true. They're both true. Well, first of all, Offshore comes out with the number first. Guys like Pinnacle, Bet Chris, they're the originator of the number. Vegas copies and pastes their number. And in the old days, you know, there was no Don Best screen. Do you know what a Don Best screen is? Don Best screen is something that shows you all the odds from every casino, every offshore book. Okay. In the old days, we used to have to call New York because the big guys like Billy Walters and Stevie Z and Billy Baxter, they would bet New York first. New York would move their lines. Wow. And that's how we knew what they were on. Right. Then eventually we moved out to Vegas. We started doing business with all those guys. We started moving money for them. And, uh, you know, we got friendly with all the... We learned about the business. Okay. Now, I'm a high school dropout. I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I went to ninth grade, but I got involved in this very, you know, as a kid. Met the right people. And uh, to answer your question, Offshore comes out with the number first. Vegas just copies it. Now, a recreational better could go to a window, bet $50,000 on a game, and the line won't move. Where if you're labeled as an advantage player, as a sharp player, they use the term wise guy. How do you get labeled? Well, like they, they, they track your bets. Uh, okay. You consistently beat the number. Say I lay six on the Eagles and the game closes seven and a half, eight, nine, ten every time. You know, I get ahead. Of, well, then they know I'm ahead of the market long term. I got an edge. Yeah. And our built-in edge is very small, right around four and a half percent, fifty-seven percent long term. Is a great record because the break-even point is, I think it's fifty-two point four percent when you're laying one ten to one hundred. Okay. Okay. So. Vegas doesn't come That's out. That's a smaller number. number than I would have guessed. Yeah, but okay. I, mean, I placed over 4,000 wages last year. You're right. And if you get down as much as possible, All right, right. that adds up. It's, it, it, you know, you can turn a big profit. Now, I've had losing years. Anyone will tell you they haven't. They're lying. Of course. Right. Right. You know, it's gambling. I mean, you're big yeah. on variance. Anything can happen. Right. Uh, I got lucky this year with my futures. At LSU, at 40 to 1 to win it all. We had them at uh, plus 1,400 to win the SEC, plus 450 to make the playoffs. I didn't expect them to win it all. But there was great value on that team. They brought in Joe Brady, NFL coordinator. LSU always suffered offensively throughout the years. Always good defensive teams. Burroughs, we were high on Burroughs. So we said, if they get there, there's a great opportunity to hedge our bets and have some free money. And they've but, just been a monster all season. They yeah, were a monster, man. Right. And uh, anyone tells you they expect them to win it all from right. the beginning. But I, we just happened to find value in that wager. Um, right. Odds makers. So they come out with the... Let yeah. me answer the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Get out of the way. I've been wanting to hear this yeah. answer. Well, there's a true line <laughs> and there's a fair line. <laughs> All right. Okay. And they're going to come out with whatever suits them best. Uh, I made the line on this game, San Fran minus one and a half. The original line that came out in the soft market was Chiefs minus three. Okay. It lasted for about two minutes. I went on there, max limit, San Francisco plus three. A couple other sharp betting syndicates. San Fran plus three, force the odds makers to take it off the board, readjust their price to minus one and a half Chiefs. Oh, wow. Because three is such a key number. We all know it's right on 16% of all NFL games fall in the number three. Right, right. So, yeah, there is a true line. There is a fair line. The bookmaker is going to do whatever is in his best interest. So, yes and no to that question. 
Wow, that was a more complicated answer than I was. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was was kind of going. It's a great answer. I was going to go along those lines. Like, how does the line move? Like, say the over under on the Super Bowl. So I don't know what it is right now. I'm sure you do. Fifty four and a half. So did it start at something else? Yeah, it started at fifty one and a half. Fifty one and a half. It goes to fifty four and a half. Well, it doesn't really go. How does that happen? I laid fifty two at the oceans. I put the ticket on my Twitter account. You went over. Yeah. Well. To get ahead of the market, I knew the public's going to be all over the over. Okay, yeah. So the key to winning is it's like buying Apple at one hundred five yeah. when you know it's going to go to one hundred fifty. Yeah, right. yeah. To get ahead of the market. Now, yeah. We laid, and they only they only bet two times a game at the Oceans. That's all they limited me. So I bet max limits over fifty two. As soon as I bet, game went to fifty three, fifty four and a half, fifty five. Now that was just to get ahead of the market, and there's a lot of market manipulation being done in the sports betting market. Okay. The true position, I'm hoping the game gets to 56, and my wager at under 56 is going to be a lot higher than it was at over 52. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Right. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of stuff going on. Right. So, you, uh, go ahead. just on that note, so you might throw some money down on over 52 to manipulate the market. Because we get respect when we bet the game. Right. The market respects our opinions at you know, certain books. And then you see it go to over 56, and that's the real game plan is to get it to exactly. 56 to go under. Exactly. That's interesting. That is interesting. Now, when you say offshore, where, where where are they? What do you mean? You got Pinnacle. You got Bet Chris. They're in Costa Rica, a lot of these guys. Okay. Uh, Pinnacle's got main headquarters, I think, in Ireland. Pinnacle was the leader for years. I mean, everyone went, went off the Pinnacle line. My buddy Henry used to own it. Uh, they were the sharpest of the sharp. Uh, they sold out. Now Chris, to me, is probably the sharpest offshore sports book. If you want to try and follow the line and follow the steam, you can look at Chris. But like I said, there's a lot of market manipulation being done. Wow. So, but but what is, is it like a little cabal of characters like you who are studying this and setting those lines on the other side of this desk? There's... There's a bunch of sharp groups out there. There's the Russian group. There's the Israelis. I mean, there's nowadays with algorithms. And it got, you know, there's 99 ways to skin a cat, right? So I'm the old school method. I do a lot of reading because I'm not the smartest guy in the world. But I work hard. And anything I can grasp that that, that will give me a pulse of what's going on in that locker room, I'm going to read it. And I got a group of guys that we all work together. And through the years... You know, connections. I mean, we piggyback sharp information from guys I respect. Hmm. And I'm honest about what I do. You know, we handicap games. We piggyback information. My best friend who's on the website, Jimmy Batista, the NBA betting scandal. Okay. He was a gambler involved with Tim Dunahee. Uh-huh. Did a year in prison for that. Wow. And he got a little greedy because we were making money without it. But he had an opportunity to – and he took a shot. Now, I had nothing to do with it, <laughs> but I was getting access to the games. You know, so – I made some money from it, but, you know, it's about it's just like anything else. Who you know. You got to take chances. If you surround yourself with yeah. guys that are great in the stock market or the real estate market, more than likely you're going to make a couple bucks. Yeah, that's fascinating. Is there a sport that you enjoy betting on more than others or or you've had more success with? Um, we've done, I mean, every year varies. Yeah. You know, but the NFL is like, it's the hardest to beat because the limits are the biggest. And they say the lines are the tightest. So, like, this year I had one of my best NFL seasons ever. Right around 64.8% against the spread, which I'll probably never That's duplicate again. crazy good. Yeah. I, I might never duplicate right. it. And I'm honest with people, and I tell everyone at the beginning of the season, there's no guarantees we're going to win. Like, you know, we do our best. We do our research, but we've had losing seasons. And uh, my futures have come out on top. And, you know, the futures market is such a small part of our 
sports betting portfolio because right. so much. But variety. when you hit on one, you're like, well, I'm yeah, good. Yeah. You know, if we think there's, yeah. we'll bet on anything we think we have an edge on. I mean, one of my biggest wagers was a boxing match between Cotto and Margarito because my family's been in the boxing business since I was a kid. I've boxed since I was 10. My brother still owns a boxing gym hmm. in Philly. And one of the guys that grew up with us since he was a kid, he was on the undercard of that fight. And he calls me up. Now, mind you, he didn't know I was a you know professional gambler. To him, I was just Steve, you know. And he calls me up one day. This was the second fight. And he goes, Steve, uh, you coming up? I said, yeah, I was thinking about coming to see you. He goes, hold up, because they might move the fight. I said, what do you mean they're going to move the fight? He goes, uh, Margarito didn't pass his first eye exam. I said, what? <laughs> he goes, De La Hoya's flying in. He's going to talk to some people, retake the eye exam. I didn't even exam. know there was an eye exam. Yeah, he they're goes, testing for vision? Well, they, they, they do the vision. I, I've done it when I fought a couple times. Oh. All the way around. There's a big eye exam. And he goes, if they can't, they're going, we're going to move to Texas. So I said, when are you going to know? He goes, within the next couple of days. Right away, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to put like 100 times on Cotto. Now, Cotto was a minus 200 favorite. Well, anyone with half a brain has got to do this and try and fight somebody. <laughs> he should be a minus 1,000 favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Three days later, he calls me back. Now the fight's on, the fight's on, De La Hoya, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's fascinating. It's the second time they fought. The first time they fought, Margarito had the illegal hand wraps. I don't know if you remember. He got suspended. Cotto's huh. got revenge on his mind. Margarito can't see out of his left eye. It was a six-figure bet for me. Wow. I mean, you, wow. you got to take advantage. Anytime you see an edge like that, and it's information that's not factored into the line, the odds makers have just, right. I mean, they're reading everything we're reading. Yeah, yeah. But that's where you find gold in this market. Right, right. Well, where can people find you? How do they How do they get a part of this uh, uh, scene? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, at Philly Godfather, or you go to the website, thephillygodfather.com. That's I great, mean, man. You wanted to propose a, a bet, perhaps, <laughs> before we get well, out Well, I was of just it. saying that I'm all about the Chiefs and you're all about the Niners. Maybe we could have some kind of a social media bet anything of some kind. Anything you want to do. I'm <laughs> if, anything you want to do. Anything. That scares me. He's anything. very confident. I told you, he will collect. Uh, some sort of, uh, <laughs> not money, but some sort of, uh, if you if you lose, you got to post an embarrassing mm-hmm. video where you admit failure. I get embarrassed every day of the week. So I got no <laughs> problem. He's game. He's game. All right. Short short video of I suck. I got it wrong. That's it. Kostaki beat me. The, the Greek. He was the more superior Greek. Straight up. Straight up. Chiefs. Since it's, since I think it's minus one, you I think it's my, one the other way. You can, you can, I straight don't up. Need the points. All right. Points are for Patsy. <laughs> straight That's what up. I'm saying there's I no like points it. between like your it. spread and the other spread. It's right in the middle. I actually got that big future at twenty eight to one. And the reason why I bet that was obviously Shanahan's an offensive guru. He saw what happened with the Falcons when he left. He doesn't know how to not run the ball at the end of the game, but now, otherwise. The other thing people don't know about is they spent $92 <laughs> million does. on defense this year, <laughs> about 40% of their cap space. That's right. So they brought the big boys in town. Yeah. And that defensive line gets the quarterbacks without blitzing. Yeah, they're for real. And you got, I mean, they're, they're going to key on Kelsey. I bet under 70, uh, six and a half receiving yards for Kelsey. Okay. Jimmy Ward, one of the best safeties in the NFL. Okay. And. They're banking on that they're going to get to the quarterback before that speed develops with Tyreek Hill down the field. And you got to Better remember, if, fast. You're, yeah, if you're taking longer <laughs> shots, there's more risk involved. Turnovers, interceptions, more of a chance of, uh, of an interception. Right, right. And teams that turn o- the ball over, teams that win the turnover battle, win the game about 90% of the time and cover the spread right around 82% of the time. Right. Yep. So, you know. I like San Francisco. I like it. It's going to be an exciting game, and now I have something else to root for here. (laughs) I want to see Kostaki make an embarrassing video. Thanks so much, man. Thanks. Thanks. Great talking to you. Good luck, guys.